0: I mean, this is, you know, the, uh, the beauty of the team, you know, everybody ready. And uh, obviously it's a long season, you know, a lot of ups and downs as far as just the injuries and, you know, things like that. And I think when you look at this team, you know, everybody ready. Obviously, sometimes you have no minutes, but, you know, you do your work and obviously get ready. And when you name call, you know, you just get up there and do whatever necessary. This is one of those nights, you know, when uh, everybody was, you know, come up on the bench ready to play. We, we had this game and close to the end, we close and close out, you know, obviously if we could rebound a little bit more, and, you know, our uh, last turnovers we're this game. There's Ursan Ilyasova. Got the big playing time. Came out and hit a bunch of threes, five for five in the first quarter. And listening to those comments, PK, you know what I think? I think he's got jazz DNA. Okay. Oh, come on. I thought I'd get something for that. <laughs> come on. Give me a little something for the effort.
1: Is it Urson or Ursan?
0: It's probably Ursan. It's in the Beholder, come on now. Oh, it is? No, it's Urson, I believe. Oh, I thought you were gonna throw me a bone there. All right. All right, so the Jazz lose to the Lakers 127, 115 in overtime. There were five NBA All-Stars in that game who didn't dress and didn't play. Obviously no LeBron and no A D, although AD's supposed to be close, but he's supposed to miss his twenty-ninth consecutive game tonight, although He should be playing soon, apparently. And Donovan Mitchell is out for a week or two or whatever it turns out to be. Rodrigo Bear and Mike Conley did not play in that game, but are listed as probable for tonight. So 0 for 5 on Saturday, 2 for 5 tonight, apparently. Uh, despite the fact so much star power was missing, that was a entertaining, competitive game. Uh, one stop at the end would have been good. <laughs> one stop with eight seconds left in the game and win it would have been good. Joe Ingalls said it sucks to lose, no matter who's playing or not playing. It was right there for the taking at the end.
1: What I was hoping there in that last possession after Clarkson hit that three, that Rudy actually was dressed, and so he (laughs) rips off his street clothes. I only need you for eight seconds. I mean, I don't think eight seconds is going to burn you out. The ghost of the statues and all those guys could have had him in there, man. He could have blocked that shot, and then they would have won. That would have been so cool. That would have been the story of the weekend in the NBA.
0: Clark Kent goes into the phone booth. What's a phone booth, Grandpa?
1: Yeah, he just takes off the, uh, his... Whatever the whole suit. I don't, know. I don't yeah. know what he had on.
0: Well, it's casual clothes, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's all a tearaway. It's all a I gimmick. Just,
1: I just need you for eight seconds, that's all. Because I'm not sure Schroeder certainly doesn't get to the basket as easily. Maybe oh, he gets he might, there. Might maybe but...
0: he takes a 17-footer. What? he's yeah. in.
1: Mid-range yeah, yeah. jumper. And at that point, uh, Ilya Sova had fouled out, which they have got to change that rule. The, the, the fouling out is the dumbest thing, man. Give him a free throw or something else, but uh, don't expel the player.
0: Give him the free throws and the ball on the side. That'll do it. That's a huge penalty.
1: What? Yeah, each time he commits a foul over yeah, uh, that's, seven, eight, nine, whatever.
0: That That is essentially a turnover. You just like take away the team's next possession. You give the ball right back to the opponent, and if there's anything coaches hate more, it's a parade to the free throw line and turnovers. You just make the 6th and 7th foul or 8th foul or whatever, both of those, that'll knock it off. Actually, it might lead to the same thing because coaches might really be sitting, guys, at that okay, point. Okay, but, but that's not their the, choice. It is their choice and not the biggest stars. I mean, if you hey, have You're pro-choice,
1: DJ. This is you, what we
0: need to do. If you have LeBron on your team, you'll roll the dice on a 7th or 8th foul happening. Oh, you that's have, a
1: good one. Like LeBron's going to get 7 or 8 fouls. Good one. You're, you're funny. That's You want a reaction? I just gave you one there. That's never going to happen.
0: Finally came full circle. It feels so good. All right, more on the Jazz coming up. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Bam against Green. Four seconds. Three seconds. Bam. Inside. Shot up. Got it to go (laughs) at the buzzer. And Miami wins it
1: 109-107 as the big man Bam puts it in to end the ball game. George straightaway, he's got 20 points. He'll try another straightaway three. Oh, oh, George, raindrops. It's a 30 point game and PG's got 23. We addressed it after the game. We don't need to have it one on one. Everybody in the building knows what happened. It wasn't just him. We screwed up that entire play. It wasn't just him. There were two mistakes on that play. They know what they are. We deserve
0: to lose. When you do that, you deserve to lose. It's not like somebody threw in a tough one. We deserve to lose. Stan Van Gundy apparently deserved to lose. The Pelicans get beat by the Knicks, 122-112. to 112. Julius Randle, 33 points, 10 assists. So we've got this new, expanded, generous playoff uh, format where 9 and 10 have a way- chance to play their way in. But the Pelicans, PK, for all the talent, all the times we get to see them on national TV, oh boy, they are 11th. They are three games behind the Spurs and the Warriors. If you're a little frustration in Stan's voice, don't the Pelicans have enough talent that they should be in the top 10 out of 15? I
1: don't know. They force-feed me, the Pelicans, uh, so I uh, never watch them. I can't <laughs> answer that. I have no idea. I refuse to watch their team.
0: It's the Pelicans again. woo I know. Uh, you also heard uh, highlights in as the Clippers. The Minnesota Timberwolves one twenty-four to 105 Paul George goes for 23 points. And the Clippers are now three games behind the Jazz, a game and a half behind the Suns. There is a chance they could make a run here in the home stretch, PK, and get to the two or even the one seed. They're not completely out of it. They're rolling. They've won eight out of ten. The Jazz here uh, have given up a couple games to them recently.
1: Well, I think it depends on what they do as far as their lineups. But, yeah, they most definitely have a chance because they are rolling. And I've been saying it now for weeks. Paul George has just been playing outstanding basketball. I feel like that's a little bit of a broken record there if you want to go old school. Because every time he plays, he's been playing well. It's going to be so interesting and entertaining to see if he can keep it up in the playoffs. Because if he can, then this team is extremely dangerous. There's just no doubt in my mind. And I know that they don't have a history, and he doesn't have a history. But, so it's somewhat of an if for sure, if it's there, this team I think is as good as any team in the league.
0: The storyline on how far will the Lakers fall without their two stars. I mean, they could go to six, seven. They could be down at eight in the playing game. No, I think we found the floor. It's five. They may bounce back and do a little better than that. But the teams in sixth and seventh place, they can't win enough to take advantage of the Lakers' 500 stretch here. The Blazers have lost three of four. Terry Rozier went for 34 points. The Hornets, without Gordon Hayward, beat the Blazers without Damian Lillard. 109-101, 109-101, Portland's dropped 3 out of 4, and Dallas has lost 5 out of 7. The Mavericks had their two stars and still lost to the Kings 121-107. Well, sucked. And he
1: the, did. The, the Dallas is like uh, just Portland, and they got to make shots. And then Porzingis was like 3 of 14, he didn't make shots.
0: Rolled his ankle but stayed in the game. That thing went way over, but he did stay in there. But it didn't matter, they got beat, so... Those two teams don't look like they have any shot of catching the Lakers, so the Lakers will be be fifth at worst, and we'll see if they can uh, grab a spot or two in the standings and climb back a little bit when they get their guys healthy. the uh, The Suns lost right after the Jazz lost. Did you find that surprising, PK? They stayed a game. And a I back. did.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. the NBA uh, Direct TV, they got the thing on unscrambled. Uh, the package. I don't have the package since so I watch all the Jazz games, but. Or, uh two tomorrow, through tomorrow, they had it unscrambled, and I watched that game Saturday night. And they were never in that game. Never. I mean, never. Literally. I mean, it was just shocking to see San Antonio. Uh, coach Greg was over there uh, figuring out ways to rip people that he doesn't agree with. He didn't even have to coach the game. I saw him just on his notes, just writing stuff. He sat they've down got, there.
0: They have got fined $25,000 for breaking the resting rules and still won.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was... Wow, the Suns, that, that had to have been, if not the, one of the top two or three worst games they've played this season.
0: They were down nine after quarter, 19 at the half, and the run you expected to get back in it never happened. No. It was all Spurs all the time. It was stunning to me. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm right there with you. Well, the NBA has instructed teams to be vigilant about the impact of a potential verdict this week in the Derek Chauvin trial for the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis they've already opened up the possibility of game postponements depending on what happens in different cities closing arguments in the case are scheduled for today and uh, PK a lot of people are comparing this to uh, Rodney King and what happened after uh, the police officers were acquitted in the trial for the beating of Rodney King and LA I mean the riots went on for uh, at least four or five days maybe a week Um, and I know people are bracing for that and you lived in LA then and there are people here who are down there for a Jazz Clipper series. That I mean, there's uh, the Rodney King, the O.J. Simpson trials. Well, there was uh, no prob- riots
1: in the O.J. Simpson trials.
0: No, it was the more Rodney that had everyone. Oh, well,
1: was totally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I listened to Maxine Waters. She told me to be confrontational. I listened to her. That's what she said. She said to be confrontational. If this thing doesn't go my way, I am going to be confrontational. I'm going to listen to my... Elected officials, because I did live in Los Angeles and I've been around her. So she said to be more confrontational. So that's what I'm going to do.
0: All right. How about you? NBA's on the lookout. Uh, I had not heard that if she had had told me Oh, she's all
1: over Twitter. You're a Twitter guy.
0: I will be on Twitter today and maybe I will get my instructions, apparently. (laughs) DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I, I can't answer any of those questions. <laughs> it's it's mind-blowing sometimes, especially, I mean, when he comes out and has an MVP year, and um, if they don't want to commit or do whatever they want to do to I don't know, show appreciation or whatever it is for him next two years, seems like it'd be a pretty easy and simple move that I would say 100%, if not 99.9% of people would agree with. So I don't know where, they can't be worried about a backlash or anything. That is Jordy Nelson, former Packers wide receiver. He was asked, uh, should Aaron Rodgers get an extension? Clearly he believes he should, but PK, we know how this stuff plays out sometimes. Not always. Roethlisberger worked it out, in Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh is going to do another year. And Breeze got to the end of his career in New Orleans without moving, but Peyton Manning moved, and Tom Brady moved, so... That may be Aaron Rodgers' path as there seems to be some friction there in Green Bay despite him putting up some staggering numbers this past season and getting him to the NFC title game.
1: I'm surprised you didn't mention your guy, your hero, Joe Montana.
0: Joe Montana. (laughs) Well, we can go back through history, right? I know, but he's your guy. Joe Montana. (laughs) You you love that I guy. I do. He, he was back. awesome. For good reason too. He you know. was awesome. But Elway finished. Elway finished in, in Denver. But uh, but you're right. Montana had to move, and you keep going back. Johnny and had to move from Baltimore to San Diego. That's some weird video seeing him in a Charger uniform. Well, so I it's don't been happening who, over the decades.
1: Who the Colts would have had? I have no idea. You know, I think part of it too is. Who is your backup? Now, obviously, with uh, Joe Montana, since it's a local connection here, Steve Young was just ready to go Mm -hmm. at a high, high, very high level. And then Brett Favre, ironically, was moved because they felt Aaron Rodgers was ready to go at a high level. And so clearly, they were right. So, I guess in
0: Indianapolis with Manning, you can kind of understand it. The injuries curtailed Andrew Luck, Luck, but he was still a very good quarterback. Right, Um, but he
1: he was the presumptive number one. Yeah. He was as much number one as Lawrence is going to be here, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was it, uh, uh, two weeks away, next, end next week. So, yeah, you can see that. I, I wonder what Jordy Nelson would have said if he was Brett Favre's teammate, former teammate. I get the connection here, and so I understand where he's coming from. But you wonder, it's always, it's, it, anytime a legend is at the end, it doesn't matter. It has the potential to be messy, right? Look at Krzyzewski at Duke. Where are we going with this thing? 74 years old, how's it going to end? Very rare is it the end where you wave the nets after you cut down the last snippet and go off into the sunset.
0: Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady said Sunday uh, Sunday his knee is recovering well from offseason surgery. He's hopeful he'll be able to resume his typical training and participate in a mandatory June minicamp lots of players have off-season surgery and isn't a big deal over 40 it's a knee you wonder could be just a little bit of cartilage clean out some loose particles which always makes me cringe
1: no <laughs> I think he's like LeBron he's actually a uh, some type of foreign entity
0: he's not what really is this a you're human. going space jam alien type stuff here
1: yeah I mean look at LeBron and he shows he's I mean a he's got an now. we understand that but when, when he's healthy he's so good and he's got all these years all these minutes he's totally defying everything and Brady's doing it too obviously these guys are just incredible they're incredible to watch
0: men in black have these two guys on screens they're keeping track of them they're the only two guys who seem to be uh really pushing back on father time at such a a high
1: high level others are doing it to a degree but I mean at the highest level possible
0: yep they are. They're both at, the, at that championship level. They are both defending Amazing champions. to
1: watch them. I, I love watching both of these guys, LeBron and Tom Brady.
0: Trevor Lawrence, as you mentioned, the presumptive top overall draft pick in next week's NFL Draft, announced that he and his wife, Marissa, will donate $20,000 to charities in Jacksonville, and they hope to be part of your community soon. Jaguar fans purchased a wedding gift for the couple, raised more than $11,000 for him to donate to a charity of his choice. So it seems like the love affair has begun between Northern Florida and their NFL fans and Trevor Lawrence, the presumptive top pick.
1: Yeah, you got to win, and if he wins, and if, if Urban wins, oh my gosh! But you know, <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm not doubting Urban.
0: I conquer all worlds, including the NFL.
1: Yeah, I, I can't. I just I cannot. Too, I've seen too much been around this guy, and that's been a long time since we've been around him.
0: Yeah, but, but he I, went I, I just four believe for four. in him so much. Yeah, he went four for four. His hiring at Bowling Green was a win. His hiring at Utah yeah. was a win. Florida got a couple national titles out of him. Ohio State got well, another national title in an undefeated season when they weren't eligible to compete for it. If it's
1: all about winning, it's if urban. you don't mind the baggage that right. goes along with it, if it's just about winning,
0: Then sure. He's had three national championship teams, and he's had two undefeated teams that didn't get to play for the national title. So that's a lot of winning. A lot of winning. Only Nick Saban can go, I don't know about that. Everybody else has to go, that's a lot of winning. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Good culmination of spring ball. A lot of
1: guys making plays out there. You know, we may have had an injury or two. I'll we'll have to find out come tomorrow what, where we stand with that. But uh, otherwise, it was a good spring overall. Got made a lot of progress, got a lot of things sorted out, still have some things to sort out uh, going forward. And that's what fall camp's for. So I think we're in a good place right now, and we'll, uh, you know, we will we got to get ready for the summer conditioning, which is the next phase, which starts June 1. And that'll be a, a huge part of our success or lack thereof, depending on how we handle that. So that'll be important that we attack that summer conditioning program.
0: There's Kyle Whittingham, Utah and Utah State, both wrapped up their spring ball. So to get two wrapped up in a spring game, PK, the next big thing, the breakthrough, the 6'4 receiver you fans have dreamed about, a walk-on. A return missionary from San Diego. Devon Bailey made a couple of big plays, and he looks the part out of central casting and all that. Or is this the equivalent of uh, a running back running for 150 yards in a spring game? But he's really going to be third or fourth on the depth chart because if you're really good, they don't let you run for 150 yards in a spring game.
1: Uh, receiver a little bit different because you're not getting hit every time you touch the ball or mm-hmm. what have you. So I'm not sure. I, I You know, I, to me... It's different because I get your point uh, uh, on a running back. Uh, you know, if you've got an established running back like Bernard, they've been talking about him being the best in camp, and well, he did virtually nothing on Saturday, right? So, what does that mean? Do you think, oh, gosh, now we got this great receiver, but we can't run the ball? I mean, probably not. So, uh, you know, he made the great catch down the sideline, and Brewer put the ball right on the money, and he was 15-15. That's, that's nice. So you, you, you want to see plays being made, but it doesn't necessarily uh, indicate that stardom is in the future. I mean, I had somebody on that very staff a couple of years ago uh, ask me, you going to the spring game? I said, nah, I'm going to St. George golf he said good for you cuz it's a waste of time in terms of <laughs> it, now what i mean by a waste of time making long term definitive evaluations based on what you see now that can go either way that can mean like this is don't don't put a whole lot of stock in it or hey He showed something. Let's see what happens when we get to training camp. Let's see what happens when he get to the season. So I'm not entirely blowing it off. I'm just not assigning greatness based on a spring game.
0: You know, I've always thought the spring games, if you're a starter and you're pretty good, you either uh, don't play, barely play. um, Luke Staley at uh, BYU when he was really good. They put him in a spring game, and I remember Robbie Bosco said afterwards, Yeah! We gave him two carries and said, yeah, Luke can still run in a straight line, so we got him out. Right. And then there's the guys who uh, play. For instance, um, Charlie Brewer played, but he was the only guy who couldn't be hit. You know, and he took right. off running one time, and defensive back reached out and just tapped him on the shoulder pad as he went by. You're like, yeah, I was there, I would have made the play, but I know we can't hit that guy right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... But you know, if it, it is a chance if you're uh, you know, second or third string and you're well, the re- you're the red shirt freshman and you're unproven, yeah. go yeah. show us you got something, although now you gotta do it again and you gotta do it again.
1: So if I'm Vele, I'm I'm jacked. Yeah. I'm gonna attack my off season conditioning and do all the things they tell me because I am six and two hundred, whatever he is, and I've got an opportunity uh, to make a mark here because there's positions available. Man, they had two of their better receivers take off. Now, we'll have to see, because Kyle has openly spoke about the transfer portal, Yeah, and so they could bring in another two guys who are higher on the depth chart when the games matter and the valuations are real. I don't know that. I don't know who they are. Uh, It remains to be seen what's going to happen there. But if I'm this youngster, I'm excited, and it gets me fired up to make sure I'm doing my workouts and... You know They're not going to be sitting around between now and June 1st. It's just June 1st is the formal time when they all gather and get back on campus and do all that stuff. But get fired up, man. you got an opportunity. There's playing time to be had at that position. And it looks like they've got one of the better quarterbacks they've had since they've been in the Pac-12. And I was talking to somebody the, uh, on Saturday afternoon, and he was saying, oh, so-and-so. I think it was telling me, oh, I think Curry can uh, be as good as Ty Jordan. I said, oh, you might want to pump the brakes on
0: that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, they've had so many great running backs since I've been in the community. And I don't recall, and I could be wrong because I can't remember these things, but I don't recall anybody looking as good as a freshman as Ty Jordan did. I said to me, if you're going to win the South, which is the the, the primary first goal, and then obviously the conference is right there once you accomplish that, I think Brewer is going to be the difference maker. I would look to him, and he looked about as good as he could possibly look as far as I thought. Not that it... He's going to be, you know, Andrew Luck at Stanford there, but he did look very good, and so there's reason for optimism when they start going in September.
0: Utah State had their spring game, and uh, you know you got a whole new coaching staff there, but we got old quotes. I don't know if they, if everyone packs their own quotes or if the previous coaching staff leaves the old quotes quotes in a box, marked marked old quotes, but. After it's all over, yeah, the offense made some plays, but then the defense gave some up, and I knew I wasn't going to be happy. And I'm not happy. I've got plenty to be angry with. I mean, that's what happens when you scrimmage yourself.
1: That's why I never scrimmage myself.
0: Good work by you. (laughs) And as some teams wrap up spring ball, Weber State begins the playoffs. They did not get a top four seed. They will host Southern Illinois, so they did get a home game. Uh, that's Saturday at two o'clock, and then if they win, they'll probably end up on the road playing the the top seed, South Dakota State, assuming that they don't get upset themselves. It's been a crazy year. You got teams that played five games. You got teams that played eleven games. You got teams yeah. that played no games in the fall. Uh, Southern Illinois played one. Jacksonville State, who got a bye, played four games in the fall, including a couple of uh, bowl subdivision teams played money games. So it's a, the scheduling's all over the place. It's hard to know how they seeded these teams and if they seated them right. And, but as Jay Hill said, we're in, and everybody's got to win four games. So go do it. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The 2-2 offer. Swung on, belted. High and deep down the right field line, and where will it land? Into the second deck. No doubt about that one for Bryce Harper. Santana delivers, and a hard-hit liner deep
1: to left field. That one is going to go up against the wall on one hop. Two runs will score. Bam into second with a double.
0: And the pitch swung on, hit in the air. Left center field. Back goes Jock Peterson. That ball is gone. Grand slam home run for Guillermo Heredia. So, PK. Yes. So many things happened in baseball this weekend. The series that got the focus and the hype, the world champion Dodgers, the Padres who spent a lot of money and went and got a lot of pitching to compete with them and got everybody fired up. Dodgers take two out of three, all three games competitive. There were a lot of storylines and a lot of weird things and crazy things and great plays and clutch hits. I don't know how much you want to dive in on this series. Mookie Betts with a diving catch to win the Saturday game. That was that was pretty slick play by him as he gets up and pumps his chest. Where would you like to dive in on that? Or did that just confirm to you that the that the Padres are probably a 95- or 100-win team and the Dodgers probably are a 110-win team? And they play again this week. So enjoy.
1: Yeah, yeah. that was uh, the, For an April series, man, for a sport that's dying, I mean, that was just incredible. Friday, Friday night. Yeah, did I you make they, it to they, the end Friday sold...
0: night? You said you were going to watch, and then the thing goes 12 yeah. innings on the West Coast.
1: I was ready for thirteen.
0: Oh, well, I didn't know you uh, fell. A, remember one of the great, great shots in jazz history to beat LeBron, and yeah, you woke up for the replay because
1: I, I had to get up the next day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was a weekday. This was a Friday night, obviously. Yeah, that was a, a sensational game, too. Uh, the little bench clearing—I I decided bench clearing without charging the mound is like students on high school campus at lunch. They're just mingling around. There's nothing to it. There's got to be somebody has got to charge first. That's where the action is. Whether they actually get there, you're Bryce Harper, you charge, and you chuck your helmet, but you purposely don't throw it at the pitcher. You throw it to his right a little bit or his left just to scare him. Uh, Those types of things. I mean, Machado, when he was with the Rockies, man, looked like the storming bull he went out there one time. His eyes got so big. And then, go look, I told you that one... uh, in, I think it was in Japan, the American guy chased the guy, and the guy's running in the outfield, running zigzags. It's the funniest thing. Go look at that at YouTube as the J- the Japanese pitcher just took off running, and the, the guy chased him. I can't remember his name, but he was uh, most recently the uh, color analyst for the Tigers. Uh, those things, and they had that. And then Mookie Betts with that catch on Saturday. Obviously, it ties the game if he doesn't get there. And then they had pretty doggone pit, good pitching yesterday. And then uh, the Padres pulled away. Yeah, that thing had everything he wanted. Absolutely, I could make a strong, strong argument. Those two are not only the two best teams in the NL West. They're the two best teams in the NL. And they're the two best teams in baseball.
0: Well, they got another series. They wrapped that one up. And they got to go right back at it this weekend. They'll switch venues. Uh, leave Great. San Diego, go to L.A. And I think this is a four-game series. So,
1: And they sold 15,000 was the maximum, and they sold it all three, and they could have literally sold out the stadium all three games.
0: Yep. The Phillies beat the Cardinals 2-0. Aaron Nola threw a complete game shutout with 10 Ks for Philadelphia. How old school is that?
1: Well, he's a very good pitcher. He's an ace for sure. And that home run by Harper was an absolute bomb.
0: Shane Bieber apparently is going to strike out 10 people every single time he pitches. He's done it four straight starts. I mean, it's a new era. The game has changed. I think it's
1: the first time ever. Isn't
0: it, it? Is. it is, yeah. It's an MLB record. No one's done it before. And it's a little bit like watching NBA guys break three-point records. It's like, well, it's a new era, and all those records are going to be falling here.
1: They are, but nobody else is doing it in the game either.
0: Right. A nine game winning streak for Oakland, five game losing streak for the Yankees. Teams headed in, in opposite directions there. And Jay Bruce hangs it up, retires after a rough start, 14th year in the big leagues, three-time All-Star, and he decided he's all done. What is trending is brought to you Yankees by in,
1: Yankees in last place, so uh, let's keep a watch on the managerial thing. The ghost of George Steinbrenner Boone would have been fired two weeks ago if it would have been if he would still be alive.
0: What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Chris Camerani, staff writer for The Athletic, covering Utah football and uh, other stories of interest around the state. He will join us coming up at 8 o'clock, put a wrap on spring ball. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, at 9 o'clock. The Jazz, resting guys left and right. That is the question of the day. We will get to it next. Stay with us.